You're listening to The Soju Sessions, episode 37 on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. I'm your host, Crispy, also known as Crispy Wonton, or simply just Anton, and uh, a few housekeeping things at the very top of the show. First, I'm hosting a brand new show called The Nerdverse Adventures, where I'll be having in-depth discussions with members of the nation and even my friends from my own life on all things in nerd genre storytelling. Uh, Warren joins on episode one, uh, and we go um, pretty in-depth and a pretty rich conversation on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, It was an incredible time, so please check it out. Uh, Follow on YouTube, subscribe, uh, do all the social media things. Um, You can find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, So again, find the show on YouTube. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Second, uh, on today's show, Ellie joins us on an introspective look back uh, as we reflect on K-pop through the years and how K-pop has gotten her through the pandemic. Um, You know, the pandemic's been really tricky for a lot of people, and it was kind of a nice um, kind of endpoint, kind of button to put it here. Um, in December, mid-December, as we're going into the holidays, going into the end of the year. And, you know, Ellie uh, is relatively new to the Soju Doc Nation, and it was nice to kind of hear her story, her journey, as well as kind of seeing how she's kind of grown over the past few months, um, being a very active member, letting her presence be known, but we're all very happy and excited to have her around. So, yeah, just definitely excited to talk to her um, coming up. And finally... On the main show, um, they are taking a break. So the Soju Talk Nation podcast is also taking a break. Um, new music and discussion, as well as the December 2021 K-pop recap, will be coming in January. Yes, that is the new year. Um, but you know, we're excited to get everything together and kind of launch things off with um, kind of a refresher, right? I do feel like taking a break is, uh, is good for everyone. And, uh, you know, it's good to see your friends and family over the next couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, I do want to thank everyone for tuning in this year to the Soju Sock Nation podcast. It's really meant a lot for me to have a platform to share the many stories from all the familiar names and faces across the Soju Talk Nation. And, you know, it's it means a lot that, you know, we get to hear the voices and really attach to the stories and the journeys of everyone. And I feel like it allows us to be a little bit more connected um, and allows whatever it is we're doing with K-pop to be um, that much more purposeful and present. So thank you, everyone, for joining. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to the new year. See you all next year. Coming up, my chat with Ellie on the Soju Sessions. Joining Soju Sessions, uh, one of the lovelier members of the Soju Talk Nation, uh, she... (laughs) Uh, formerly went by Carrot Cake Lady, but has since just become a complete food uh, connoisseur and baker and shares all the amazing pictures of all the things she likes to make. Um, she is part of the Gochu Gang. We've got Ellie. Welcome to the show, Hi. Ellie. Hi. Um, it's Good really, to see you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really nice to have you. Uh, I know you are one of the newer members to the Discord server, um, mm-hmm. and then very soon after, you became a patron, a patron, and um, you know you're part of all of the antics that go on on the previously known as the Herald's Homies channel, now the Gochi mm-hmm. Gang, and I just feel like you are are in touch with a lot of things that are happening on the server. So you know, I figured it'd be nice <laughs> to get you on to uh, you know get to know you a little bit deeper, who you are and uh, what your story is all about. So yeah, well, thank joining. you. Yeah. yeah, no problem. I actually uh, joined the server at the same time that I became a Patreon supporter. I think that's how it worked. Like, I don't know. I don't know what prompted me to become a Patreon supporter, but I was like, okay. 
<laughs> you just you just had the urge to uh, to help I financially support this trio of amazing hosts that we have on the main show, Doug, Warren, and yeah. Anita, and uh, they they felt the energy of, uh, of you entering the space immediately, and we all yes. did because honestly, it's um it's it's a, it's a testament to you that you are very social and that you're able to kind of find your way into different conversations mm -hmm. throughout the server. Um, I know sometimes we we jokingly look up the levels of the, like the number of uh, messages we've sent. I know Doug has a bot that had calculated that recently. Uh, yeah. You are in the top like 20, I believe. Top 15? Something like that. I think I was like top 10 or something. Top 10? Like, it was kind of scary. <laughs> checks out. Checks out. Yep. Uh, and uh -huh. you've only been on the server for less than six months, I believe. Yeah, I think I joined back in August, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, so well, then, yeah, less than six months. Well, well, it's been nice um, having you. Um, well, but yes, let's thanks. get to know you a little bit more. So we've all come here to the Soju Talk K-pop podcast Discord server mm -hmm. because of K-pop. So mm -hmm. Ellie, let's start from the beginning. What are your origins with K-pop? When did you first listen to K-pop? And what were your first introduction groups um, in your formative years when that all began? Okay, so this is kind of a longer history than I had imagined. So I have a friend who uh, has been like into Korean culture and music for like ever since Shiny. Um, so uh, back then, when we were just starting our friendship, like it didn't really interest me, the whole K-pop and Korean thing. Like I thought it was cool. I was like, okay, you're interested in that stuff. That's that's neat. That's that's a you thing. Um, but then uh, flashback, no, flash forward to uh, 2017. Um, so in 2017, uh, I started doing Zumba at home. And uh, I remember that this one YouTube channel, they're from the Philippines. And um, they, uh, they would integrate K-pop songs to the tracks that they would do the routines for. Um, one of which was uh, Mic Drop. He did Mic Drop, and then, so I think Blackpink was in there. Um, but that never interested me into looking at who was singing the songs. Uh, then I saw, I actually saw BTS on the, I think, American Music Awards uh, that same fall. I saw them on TV. I remember being in my living room with like my family, and I was like, who are these people? Like, this is so random. <laughs> um, and, you know, I watched, but it, I didn't really pay attention. So then um, moved to, I guess, April of 2018. Um, I'm doing the same Zumba videos and I did mic drop. And for some reason, something like told me like, oh, why don't you look up like who are actually singing this song? So I looked up mic drop and BTS and the music video came up. So then I watched the music video. Then the next suggested song was Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And then that's when it really got back. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so from then on, like, I would stay up until, like, four or five in the morning watching all these videos. And I'm just, like, just drawn in by all the energy, by the, the difference um, that was K-pop versus what I was listening to here in the States. So I guess that was my intro, basically. I got sucked in with uh, BTS. First of all, amazing that BTS songs are featured on Zumba videos. Um, yeah. I just know that Zumba is just high energy music and it's a lot of people wilding out to like mm -hmm. choreography and a lot of high movement that I cannot do. So props to you for being able to do that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Even bigger props that it's a BTS song because I'm sure there is some incorporation of the chore the actual choreography in addition to like the Zumba moves. Mm -hmm. I know Zumba has a very specific style of movement and dance. Yeah, um, like a lot of repetitive dancing. Yeah, like a yeah. lot of repetitive moves. Yeah, and it's just, it's a pace that just keeps going for like half an hour, mm -hmm. forty five minutes. Um, and also <laughs> a big shout out to my people, the Philippines. Um, yeah. Yes, of course we we of course we did that. Of course we put K-pop into Zumba videos because that's the kind of that's stuff it. that we do. We're just very extra like that. So uh, I'm glad that our extra culture um, aligns very well with Hispanic culture. Uh, I think mm -hmm. those two things align super well. Um, and then the rabbit hole that is YouTube. Yeah. So after yes. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, 
did do you remember kind of the journey you went through on YouTube or did you kind of just black out and go into a spiral of all BTS? I think that's what happened. Like it was a spiral because like, you know how there are those crackhead videos that people make. So like I watched some of those just to figure out names and stuff. Um, I was first drawn in by uh, Namjoon um, because he was rapping in English in the in the music video. And I was like, oh, this guy speaks English. Like, I didn't realize that. So then that's when I got into Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And that's when I, re- I noticed Taehyung because of just the, the visual aspect. Because he's a very beautiful man um, that I will forever simp over. Um, so that's what happened. And then what happened after that? I think... At that time, I think that I had already gotten Spotify Premium. So I was able to get like all the songs on there. And then I think I did like BTS Radio on there or something like that. And then that's when I found like Blackpink and Stray Kids. Some other groups that I can't remember right now. I think Big Bang was on there too. So yeah, so, yeah I don't, I, I could tell you right now, I probably blacked out and there's just a lot of videos. And if I went back in that history, because you can go back, back far on youtube um, i'm sure there are a lot of like cringeworthy videos that i watched how do you feel like that's helped you form relationships and friendships with other people who listen to k-pop um and even people who are fairly new to k-pop i know it's gotten really big over the past three to four years a mm-hmm. number of varieties of backgrounds and histories with music and exposure to asian culture korean culture um have just blossomed and it's kind of amazing that you know it's become this global sensation um but take me through it how did you how did it help the relationship you had with that one friend that you said started you off and then the friendships that you've gained afterwards and how have those grown so with the friend that um was into korean culture and uh, k-pop um she kind of fell off for a little bit like i guess um just life in general like she didn't listen as as much k-pop and then when I when she found out that I was into BTS and into K-pop in general, she was like, "Oh my gosh, no way!" Like people used to make fun of me all the time when I used to do when I used to listen and stuff. Um, but now you're into it, and then uh, and then she slowly started coming back into it again. And uh, she actually went to the BTS concert um, in in LA with one of her friends. So um, so yeah, so with her. Um, we do talk a lot more about K-pop and we do hang out. She lives about two hours away from me. So whenever she does come over on this side of the Florida coast, um, she she usually stays a weekend with me and we'll like go out to Korean barbecue uh, or go get boba, something like that, or watch music videos on TV. So that's always fun. Um, as for new friendships, uh, so with BTS, um, I didn't actually like go into Twitter and like find friends there. I found friends through the Amino app, and that that alone is you know some people can cringe at that too. Um, and so I joined an 18 plus chat because I was like, okay, you know, older people like I'm not gonna go sit and talk to like you know. 15 year old although I can on here but on there at the time I was just like you know I want to talk to people who are older or like my age and so um so I started talking to people there and I actually found um one of my best friends on the Amino app um she lives all the way in Texas fortunately uh so we don't see each other as often but because of that app uh, we did get to forge a friendship and I met her in person the first time in 2019 uh, before the pandemic even started. And yeah, ever since, like, we've been really good friends. And so in terms of other friendships, just like the ones here on the server, I just start talking to people and that's it. Like, I just, I like to comment on whatever people are saying. Um, I like to make mental notes of what certain people will say just so that I can keep that in, like, my backlog of things about that person. Um, just because I think that, you know, we're all individuals and I don't want to, I want to make sure that the person feels like the individual that they are. So, yeah, so I just, I just want to make everybody feel like they're heard and, uh, um, they're not just shouting things into the, into the void of this server. 
you know? And that's why that's why I have such a high level on here because I just just keep talking. <laughs> it's just a lot of empathy and a great compassion yeah. for a yeah. lot of people because I do feel mm -hmm. like it's very easy to get lost on the internet when it's just through text. When you're just okay. seeing words detached from a human body, a human voice, um, mm -hmm. detached from eye contact and body language. And yeah. I think it does speak more into your ability to, to tap into that, especially during a time over the past two years where this was the only place people can gather and get socialization. But then you do mm -hmm. run the risk of being a little bit too detached from reality because this is the only place we are, uh, we're able to congregate in. Um, but yeah, I, I do think, you know, I do want to celebrate you in the sense that you are able to um, unconditionally tap into different areas on the server with different people, different types of people and different interests. And I think mm -hmm. that is a big reflection on the inclusiveness of what fandoms can be, whether that's in K-pop, whether that's in uh, movies or comic book movies or just anything that has a really big following. Um, you do a nice job of at least representing kind of the, the upper limits of positivity that I feel like people can take note of. Um, I try. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's jump into the server and Soju Talk. So oh. Soju Talk, the podcast, the main show, mm -hmm. Doug, Orn, and Anita, amazing, excellent human beings, um, three of which I think have done so much to bring us into this style of conversation with friends, mm -hmm. with real people. And it's just so nice to hear them every week on the podcast and then translating that into um, the space that we're in, the Discord server specifically. How did you find the podcast? And then how did you find the Discord? And what was that like for you the first few days coming into a space with so many people to talk to? So I think I found the podcast sometime in 2020 uh, when the when I think quarantine, excuse me, when quarantine first started. Um, I think what I was looking for, or maybe even before that, maybe it was before quarantine. It had to be sometime in the beginning of 2020 um, because I was looking for something to listen to that was, I guess, K-pop related. And I think Soju Talk was um, recommended on my Spotify for, uh, for my listening pleasure. Um, so I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like they are talking about other groups. And uh, I think there were a few times where they mentioned Anita being a flower. And I was like, why do they keep calling her a flower? Like, so confused. Um, and so I think that's how I discovered. It was just Spotify recommended, and I was like, okay, well, let me listen to it. And I liked it. And so, um, and then, you know, 2020 passed, and then 2021 came in, and um, I was pretty active on Discord sometime in 2021, I'm pretty sure. That's when I started getting really into Discord, because I entered some other servers, Um and then I was like, well, they have a server, so why don't I just jump into that server and see what that's all about? Um, so, yeah, so I think that's that's how it all happened. Then I became a Patreon. I think you're right about the, me becoming a Patreon a little later because that's I got the carrot cake lady thing because when I entered the Gochuga channel, you said, oh, hey, it's a carrot cake lady. Said, oh, so that's how I'm going to be known. <laughs> yeah, I forgot so, that I did that. Well, because you had posted a baking photo of... I did. Yeah, of, of you, you baking carrot cake. And I love carrot cake. Um, mm -hmm. And then when you entered, I was like, oh, it's carrot cake lady. Uh, yeah. you know, as we do. You know, we, we, we attach labels to people based on very superficial things. Um, yes, but yes. all lovely things. Um, mm -hmm. Let's talk about the, the relationship between the crew, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. you have Doug Warren and Anita, and Anita who have been friends for a long time. Um, all the way back in college um, through different growing pains, ups and downs. What is it about their relationship on the show that resonates with you as far as the types of conversations that you prefer within K-pop, within, you know, hearing about music and news and up-to-date information? How do they separate themselves from other points of conversation around the internet? Uh, I think it's just how comfortable they are with each other. Like, they'll, um, you know, they'll talk about the K-pop stuff. 
But then they also have this, the last segment of the show, which is the state of the nation, which is, you know, just them talking about their personal lives. And I think that's really cool that it's not just strictly like K-pop, Korean stuff, like Korean news, things that are happening on the business side of it. Um, and then that's it. Like you're cut off. Like, no, they actually try to include some forms of their personal life. That's pretty cool. So you kind of know, you know, like just little things about them. You know, it's not a complete like, you know, spillage of all of what who they are in their life. Um, I think it's cool that, you know, they I'm assuming they met in college. I think that's what it was. And that they kept this friendship going for so you know, for as long as it has been going. Um, I think it's pretty neat when you can have a, a good circle of friends like that. Um, in psychology, they say that if you're friends with somebody for seven years, that your friendship will last. And I gotta say that I do have some friendships that are like that, where like we've been friends for so long. Like the one girl that I told you about, um, we've been friends since like 2015. And, uh, and I didn't even realize that. I was like, wow, we've been friends for so long. Like it's insane. Um, that you can be friends with somebody for so long. So I think I like just the, just how comfortable they are with each other, and that just doesn't it doesn't feel artificial, I guess. Sometimes uh, podcasts don't sound as natural as they make it sound. I guess. I think that's what it is. Yeah, there's a very genuine way that they talk to each other, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think we allude to it quite often on the server that it's just friends hanging out. Even though there is a structure mm -hmm. to the show, even though there is a pacing that they, you know, need to get through everything unless the show mm -hmm. becomes like five hours, which I think we would all still watch it, by the way. Um, oh. But I do appreciate how it, they bounce off of each other uh, with such great chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. And they allow themselves to be vulnerable and open, not just through their opinions on music, but, you know, with State of the Nation, like you said, with letting the audience, letting us into their lives. And then kind of in a funny way, like being on Discord and then being able to have that immediacy of interaction with them specifically. Because I do mm -hmm. think in a lot of cases with uh, content creators, whether that's podcast hosts, YouTube influencers, or just anyone in a space of visibility, there is a level of detachment. Um, you know, there's always a level of healthy detachment that I think is, is appropriate. But in this mm -hmm. case, Doug Warner and Nita are, are there. Like every day, they see stuff, they'll react to stuff, and you can talk to them when when you, you have something to say. And they're more than willing and really happy to do so, to respond back. And I think that's just uh, that's a testament to them and you know, a, real, a strength. Um, mm -hmm. And I think because it's the three of them, they have this sense of longevity together in a relationship. Um, and then you, you brought something up that came to mind with kind of like how I view my friendships. Um, you know, K-pop, my K-pop, my K-pop friends here online are fairly new. And I don't know where I'm going to be in four, five years from now. Um, and that'll be around the seven-year mark of knowing them. But I do hope that because the internet is the place that it is today, there is mm -hmm. some level of connection over time, right? And mirroring that with the people in my life that I've gotten to know over the past 10, 15 years and still keep in touch with, I can say there are a handful that I almost treat like family at this point because... Um, they've gone through different um, inflection points in someone's life, right? Um, you know, the pandemic has been very difficult for a lot of people. What were some challenges during the pandemic that you felt the Soju Talk server helped alleviate for you? Oh, uh, well, there, there were, there was like one particular thing which happened to me um, back in 2020. Um, I lost. Back in 2020, I lost my grandmother to the, to COVID. Um, and I almost lost both my parents. Um, and they were both in the Dominican Republic at the time that they all got COVID. Um, so that was really difficult. And then something more personal also happened to me uh, throughout 2020. Um, so 2021 for me was of a, a year of healing uh, from all of that, um, and so, and self-reflection. So, you know, during 2020 and I guess half of 2021, I wasn't on the server. So I had to deal with that. Um, just the only ways that I really could deal with it, which was, uh, 
with my family and then um, with my personal friends, like in real life friends. Um, but having the server now during this last pretty much half of the year, um, it's felt uh, it's felt nice just to like talk to people about something that I'm interested in. And then like, you know, um, just sharing things like, you know, the food that I bake or cook, um, anything funny that I find um, that has me in tears, mostly TikToks. Uh, shout out to Jacob for like sending me all those TikToks because honestly, like a lot of those are really funny. Um, now I have Ara on there. So Ara, <laughs> Ara and I go through it on TikTok. Um, you know, so yeah, and that too. Like I'm not reserved to just talking to them on the server. Like I also have um, Shin Boy on Instagram, his photography Instagram. And so I get to see like the cool shots that he's taken. Um, and yeah, and some other people on Instagram too. So yeah, so I like that I've made some friendships on here that aren't simply just on here. And uh, that I've been able to help people too. Like uh, I helped Therese uh, get some tickets for the BTS concert, which I've done once before for somebody else. This time was just much more stressful because of just like four shows, one location, all these people trying to get tickets, including the scalpers. Uh, so, you know. That was something but yeah so i just i feel like the server has really helped me just um reconnect just find more people to talk to yeah i want to thank you yeah. for opening up about, about you know kind of the personal stuff that mm -hmm. happened with you and covid um i know it's a very sensitive topic just in general and like even for me it's it's hard to you know, find the words to respond accordingly. Um, but, you know, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that we can oh, provide some of that respite from, you know, everything that's happened over the past two years. God, it's, it's weird to say, right? Like we're going into I 2022 know. and I'm saying two years, we've been in a global pandemic for two years that has affected people greatly in a number of ways. Mm -hmm. It just it, it it feels like it feels like a fever dream in a lot of ways. Yeah. But, um, it feels like 2019 doesn't even feel like it, it happened. No. Like I feel like nothing from my life has happened. Like I'm I'm turning 30 next month, and I still it still doesn't feel like any of the past two to three years has even been real. Like it's like did my birthdays even pass? Like did I even like, yeah. like am I still am I still 27? Or did, yeah. Did, did, all that? Yeah. Did life pause? And unfortunately yeah. it didn't because just a lot of things no. that are just unforeseen happened and um mm -hmm. you know but i am really glad and grateful that you were able to find so many different connections and reconnect mm -hmm. right with so many people on the server um you know primarily th starting through the server but then spilling over into tiktok i know joe cab is on tiktok all the time and sends oh, a million yeah. tiktoks to everyone i go yeah. through it occasionally joe cab i know he thinks that i ignore them all even though i look at my notifications it's like 60 over the past three days yes you see oh. well, the i'm thing, not okay. the only one no this past weekend was the only time where i didn't um stay on top of the tiktoks he sends me because, like, sometimes I'll wake up to about 10 TikToks, and then, like, sometimes if work is slow, I'll sit there and I'll watch, you know, the ones that you sent me. Um, but this past weekend, I've been kind of busy, um, real-life stuff, like, personal stuff, and I didn't get a chance to watch them. And when I do look at my notifications, it wasn't just his, it was also my other friends who like to send me TikToks. So I had, like, a total of, like, 75 TikToks to look at. Um, and I was like... To sit here and look through all these, even though it's it's worth it, because I do end up finding some, <laughs> some really funny ones. <laughs> there was one in particular today with the the girl and um, and a swimming cap. Just took the cake for me, like today. I had to download it because I download the ones that make me laugh a lot, so that I can revisit them later if I'm ever really sad about something, and I could just like. Cry laugh instead of like real life laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, with everything that we do online, it it's an it's an escape, right? From mm -hmm. uh, you know the weight of 
reality, the weight of the real world and personal things that we're all going through. And I think it's a great reminder that there are real people on the other side of that message that you see the screen name for. And, you know, I do feel like because time has been so nebulous, there are often times where I can, and I can admit this myself, I sometimes I don't see it. Sometimes I don't see that it's a person. And whether that's just ignoring it or whether that's, um, you know, probably not responding with the most attention that I could give a certain message or a person. Um, ultimately, I think it's 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 a nice way to reconnect with people when you do give yourself that time to do so. Um, and that's mm-hmm. why I do appreciate that I have you on and I can actually see your face and hear yeah. your voice. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I think it's all loops back into how we talk about K-pop, right? Because mm-hmm. I think the main reason why the Soju Talk podcast was so attractive as far as a place to you know get your feelings out about k-pop is because you get to see real people on the other side of that message on the other side of that opinion and um you know with that growing sense of connection and attachment to real people through the server i think it's all grown in a number of ways in a lot of different directions some ups and downs i think just with any social environment but Ultimately, um, I think we land in a place where we can have a regular week-to-week tradition of listening to the three idiots, that's what they call themselves, I I swear, that's what they call themselves, uh, talk about K-pop. So, it is December 14th, we've got some K-pop music this week on the main show, we've got three songs, Um, we're not going to cover all of them, so we have Lucy Rolling Rolling. Rolling Rolling, NCTU, Universe, Let's Play Ball, and 80s, The Real. Because you're the guest, you're the guest of honor. I want you to select your favorite song this week that the crew discussed. Oh, my favorite. And uh, and we'll go into it a little bit. You know, some K-pop talk. Okay. So, um, wait, I never answered the question where, like, uh, where I say who my favorite groups are, like, groups that I follow, uh, we can. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll. We'll. we'll okay. Remind me. We'll loop back to that in closing okay, okay. today. Sweet. Promise. All right. So, my favorite of the three. Actually, yeah. Okay. So, I would say, Lucy. Uh, rolling, rolling. I say. I'll, I'll say it's my favorite. Wow. At first, it was. At first, it was ATs. But then I listened to it again, and I was like, okay, so my cousin is into anime, and she's recently getting me watching all these animes, which I don't mind. I, you know, 90s kid, I used to watch Sailor Moon and, not Dragon Ball Z, but Sailor Moon. So there's some, there was some anime injected into my, my DNA when I was young. Girl. So, um. So she's really into anime. So she got me watching um, Demon Slayer. Um, and then, yeah, and we're caught up. So we've been watching the season. And um, now Jujutsu Kaisen. Wait, you're, you're caught up with season two as well? Because I am <laughs> so behind. No, no, we're, we're, we're on top <sighs> you of You are it. a true fan. I am so fake. I need to catch up. I need to watch season two. Um, but yes, I think those right now, Jujutsu Kaisen mm-hmm. and Demon Slayer are two of the most excellent modern anime to get a new person into it or to get someone yes. who is familiar to come back to it. Um, I also like to shout out Koro for Tokyo Revengers. Um, check that out if, if you haven't heard okay. about it because uh, I too want to watch it and I heard a lot of good things. Um, I'll put that on my mental list. Yeah. But let's, um, let's get into Rolling Rolling a little bit. So, yeah. you know, they described it on the show as having a J-Rock, J-Pop mm-hmm. feel and sound with kind of like the electronica with some synths going on, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, interesting composition notes. Um, mm-hmm. And then very visually, when you're watching the music video, it feels like an anime introduction. It kind of feels like, um, well, if I'm going to put it in like a K-Pop Korean entertainment mm-hmm. standpoint, like Reply 1988, like that period of time. Mm-hmm. But then in like big cityscapes and like a lot of camera movements, um, right? Yes. Yes. How did this entire package, you know, hit you? You know, you mentioned a lot of anime references and reference points. Mm-hmm. Um, was what was the emotions that were coming out of you and like your overall feelings and takes from this song and music video? Oh, the song definitely sounds like 
the opening sequence of an anime or like the main song for uh, or the main OST for like a for one of those Japanese movies. So the Japanese anime movies. So like um so they mentioned your name and once they said that like I could just imagine it in my head. I was like, "Yes." And I will tell you your name did make me cry. Made me cry about three times. I did not want to. I, I'm a sad girl sometimes. So, um, so yeah. So definitely, I felt I can feel that. I feel like the the adventure, like when the song is playing, and I love the integration of a um, violin. Like when I was watching the music video, I I had no knowledge of Lucy. Like I knew who Lucy was, but I didn't have enough interest to like deep dive myself into Lucy. And um, I usually listen to the Rose and and some of Day Six's music. Um, so when I saw there's a violin, a violinist playing, I was like, "This is so cool that they have a guy playing the violin." And I think that's what got me like sold because I was like, "There's a violin." And um, for one year in elementary school, I played the viola. <laughs> so I think maybe that's what it was. It was just like. You, you, my you had your string instrument phase yeah, in uh, elementary like, oh. school. You know what? I think we all did. I too picked up the violin for about a year. Um, you know, I, I you know they introduce it plucking at first, <laughs> and you're like, I've I've never seen this before in my life. Would you? You are a violin teacher. You are incorrect, sir. Yeah. So I was just stubbornly trying to like, you know, saw the freaking violin. It's like, oh, this sounds horrendous. Maybe I should learn how to pluck. Um, and then yeah. the year went on and I found other interest because, you know, as a kid, attention spans mm-hmm, wane. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. But I do want to say like that visual cue of seeing a violinist in the mm-hmm. music video, to me, enhanced the song. Um, mm-hmm. I think Warren put it best. He said there is a, um, a blending of the violin and guitar that is just done very interesting, interestingly well. Um, mm-hmm. I can hear it, but I wasn't able to visually see. I'm a very visual learner. So when I see it, when I saw it in the music video, I was like, oh, this is, it's making the music come to life for me. Um, I know I'm speaking in like a vague artistic, um, you know, waxing poetics, but that, that, that is kind of how this song and the strength of this song and music video all um, become, you know, this complete package. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I try to pull out the story of every time I watch a music video. I, I was just so engulfed in the world that i was just like i i, I don't care about the story. I, don't, I just love it so much i just i saw colors and i saw i think i, I see i thought i saw blue maybe there's just a lot happening uh, in a good way in a good way uh, <laughs> yes, yes. uh not not in a overwhelming way as another song mm-hmm. did this week but we'll talk about it later um so kind of go into you know what doug mentioned about this being his favorite song of the week um, mm-hmm. what, what about a song like this kind of strikes you as not just fitting for the style, um, a K-pop band, um, doing a little bit of J-pop, J-rock, but also mm-hmm. the time of the year, you know, we're going into winter. We, we've got a lot of, uh, winter theming everywhere, whether that's mm-hmm. uh, holiday stuff, new year stuff. Um, do you feel like this is a great time for a song like this to be released? I think so, because... You know, with the Christmas Christmas songs are usually like you know, um, just, how do I describe it? It's a kind Christmas of songs are usually yeah, they can be cheesy, kind of but camp, then they can be well, like, yeah, like, campfire, um, like what's like cozy, cozy, cozy. Campfires outside, a chimney is indoors. Yes. Um, I mean, around the fireplace type fireplace, thing. Fireplace. That, yeah, that's the you know, correct word. Wow, cho- you think hot chocolate? Wish. You think of all that. Um, I think, I think in general, it's like any release that would be like now, because like, not only, I mean, look at the other songs that we're going to talk about. Um, they're not exactly Christmas songs. Um, but I can see myself playing the Lucy track more than the other two in like a, like a Christmas setting. Like if you're with your friends or whatever, because it's like, it just I think it just blends really well into the background, I guess. Mm. Like if you just had it low or whatever, like, you know, and you're like entertaining guests or something, or if you're just like chilling, having some quiet time, you could play it and it wouldn't be like too in your face. So that's what that's what I think of it. Like, you know, it's not it's not in your face, like 
like listen to me but it's just like this is really interesting um when i was listening to it on spotify um i don't think i could listen i could hear the strings as much as in the music video i don't know if it's because it's really blended in with the guitar like if somebody were just to listen to it on spotify i don't think they'd be able to catch that there's a violin in there, unless you have a really good ear maybe i don't have a really good ear um but uh but then the music video actually does a really good job of highlighting that violin player the violinist and just overall i just i would i would play it during the holidays i would just play a period um i'm the type that doesn't really playlist <laughs> i just press shuffle on spotify and then just go with my like songs or whatever but this is a song that i would actually like go out of my way to like click play nice it's um it's a very environment ambiance type of mm-hmm. song regardless of mm-hmm. the time of the year uh, i do feel like it does fit winter quite well but mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily holidays i mean i could definitely hear this in january and still feel the same kind of way february and then if you're trying to watch your name during uh you know sad a sad season you know i feel like that pairs really well with kind of this feeling um and well, good i also i also watched um i want to eat your pancreas and that one was also similar coming yeah. of age vibes it was no it was sad <laughs> like i cried <laughs> well you know that that's what anime tends to do it pulls at your heartstrings oh, and emotions um so, in a so myriad bad. of ways um you know let's let's quickly just touch on the other two songs this week um mm-hmm. we have nct use universe interesting song interesting way it opens i have not mm-hmm. liked nct's nct as an entire project very mm-hmm. much over the past year and a half so it, it opened very funky i'm like i'm not sure if i'm gonna like this and then it goes into r&b and i'm like mm-hmm. i like this quite nice mm-hmm. um what are, what are your overall thoughts and feelings about that song um so it's a hype song that's for sure like you know it's it's got its uh its flow um but personally when i first started hearing it uh the first so- the the first thing i thought of was this sounds a lot like kick it and i don't know if it's because of the repetitive let's play ball like that that repeating repeating was like very similar to like you know so i don't listen to a lot of nct i'll be honest um if you were to look at my catalog of songs it's mostly like uh i have the seventh sense which apparently me and warren have the same problem where we like to call it the sixth sense and shout out warren I, many times we call it sixth sense throughout the show today very nice let me tell you it's I think that's a I think that's a valid mistake to make, okay? Like, cause when he I, said it, I, I was like, "Yes, hundred percent." Yeah, exactly. Correct. <laughs> so it wasn't just me. So and it wasn't until later. I was like, "Wait, yeah. <laughs> I think it's something no, Anita, else." Anita was the one that corrected him. Uh, it's the seventh sense, yeah. and I've been corrected on the on the Discord too when I said six sense. I was like, "Yes, seventh sense. Yes, exactly that one." Um, so I have like seven cents. Some other older stuff um, so i don't really oh i do have favorite i do enjoy favorite favorite is is a really good song um they do a really good job of using the flute on that song sticker uh, which I, I can't i can't i can't pass that flute sticker is interesting it is an interesting ballad as warren um, so yeah so with the universe um i felt like it sounded a lot like kick it um so uh so personally for me like i wouldn't be a repeat listener um but i do think it's a hype song so yeah you You could play it at a party yeah play it it in the back and people will get hyped Uh, definitely fits the sm formula for what they are known for with regards Mm -hmm. to nct i think that plays into the consistency that warren was talking about where Mm -hmm. they know what modern hip-hop can sound like could sound like should sound like whatever qualifier you want to use um and then they do it um with the nct brand on it which um you know give them credit like i don't love all their music but i can say like that's recognizably them Mm -hmm. done to a pretty high degree of quality um uh, let's move on to the last one we have ats and the real uh my my quick uh opinion about this song is uh, uh the music video 
I, I needed a break from life. And I can't remember the song aside from a lot of the oriental sounds that Warren would then highlight in the show for me today. Um, I too felt the ori- oriental nature of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, d- I always hesitate to bring that up because I'm not sure if, uh, if it's me being too familiar with that sound or if it's actually the sound of the song being a little too far. Um, but Warren would then confirm that it's a little, it's a little, it's a little much. Um, again, we have a lot of baseball and uh, prep school theming. I think all three songs this week have a lot to do with baseball and prep school theming. Um, but overall, kind of a song that uh, I think is a little too much even for me. So I, I will have to pass. Uh, how did you feel about ATs and The Real? I actually liked it. Uh, personally, I am a fan of ATs. Um, I think I liked it because I do... I do sometimes like that loud music, like just that, like, yeah, let's get hype type stuff, like, like really loud. Like, universe is hype, but this is like, all right, like, let's like break some stuff hype. So it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, oh, I just had a song in my in my mind. It turns up the chaos level from. Yeah, there's like a lot of chaos, and sometimes I do like a seven, and then this is like a ten, eleven. Yeah, yeah. So like sometimes I want some of that chaos. Like this is a good song to listen to when you're getting out of work for the weekend, and you're just like, I'm ready to like let loose for the weekend. Like a release, right? Yeah. Cooped up all week. Exactly. Now it's like I gotta escape. I gotta let my body go. My emotions flare. Um, actually a really positive way to spin this song right because I do feel like there is a place for music like this Mm -hmm. where you know you're going to be listening to music in a number of settings Um, Mm -hmm. it's just for us like we sit on our computers or wherever we have a screen to look at something so we give it Mm -hmm. all of our attention for that five minutes that we have Mm -hmm. Um, where maybe a song like this a music video like this doesn't need to be consumed that way because I think Mm -hmm. if it is and I'm assuming we both did the same. Uh, it, it, it comes off in a different way. Um, again, mm-hmm. I think the the main thing that they were saying in the main show was overwhelmed and oh yeah, and um, uh, sen- sensory sensory overload. That was the phrase mm-hmm. that I used. Um, but yeah, actually pretty cool that you liked it. Um, and again, it goes kind of the variety of taste we have for music. Yeah, I'm. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, no, I just it like I wrote down that. <laughs> That kind of reminds me of their like pirate king type stuff, where like I don't know, I don't know if it's like the the oriental noise or something like that in the back, but I just I don't know, I just like my mind went back to pirate king, and how they first started, and I was like, cool, and then um, I guess it's similar to how not everybody likes pirate um, by Everglow, I think yeah, um, and you know like because of the whole like because I'm a pirate part and like it's just like booming and i'm just like well the the pirate song is like like a club song you know it's like uh it's celebrating i guess women and like just letting loose um so you know so it's like it's like any song that has that like heavy bass moving booming yeah type of very bombastic and yeah like hard you know like hard i like yeah, and sometimes sometimes you just need that, right? Sometimes it just needs mm-hmm. to be part of the artist's discography, right? Because yes. you kind of have to look at it eventually in totality with all the other mm-hmm. songs that they've released. Um, yeah. yeah, well, that, that's this week's music. Um, you know, a lot of interesting things this week. Um, I think we are moving into the last set of Spice King Soju Talk charts for the rest of the year. Um, just a quick yeah. recap. Um, we've got um, at number one, tied for number one, Chunga with Killing Me, um, and Lucy with Rolling Rolling. Uh, Chunga mm-hmm. has not entered the Hall of Spice. Congratulations, Chunga. Um, when you hear this, Chunga, you know, make sure to hit up Doug Warren and Anita and join us on the show. We would love to have you. Um, and then NCT, number three, uh, NCTU, Universe as mm-hmm. Playball. Um, it's fitting. I think that does make sense. Mm-hmm. The Gochu Gang. Loves their girl groups. Um, I do too. So I'm, just, oh. I'm part of that. Uh, Signature and Eve. I've. I've. Right? <laughs> My brain looks at it and I'm okay. saying it wrong. Um, but yes, um, they have Chunga at one, Signature at two, and I've at three. So mm-hmm. 
take it for what you will. Um, you know, hopefully we get some more by the end of the year. If not, uh, we'll just kind of reset and recalibrate come January. But let's move on now to you know an event that's happening across the Discord server. It's very fun. Um, we will do a larger wrap up at the end of the year, at the end of the bracket. But we have the Winter Wonder World Cup. So Warren describes it quite well on the main show. It's 16 songs put in a bracket style elimination and they're pitted against each other in a vote across the server. All right, so we're not gonna rehash the entire thing, but I did wanna ask you, what did you think about it going into it? How are you sitting with it, living through it right now? And, you know, by the end of it, we're gonna have the death song, Song of the Year, how did that news hit you as far as um, kind of a switch up oh. to the consequence of it all? <laughs> so um, going into it, I thought it was cool when it was, when it was first announced. I thought it was cool. Um, I was like, oh, so we're doing that. Because I think I remember them doing the Soju Talk Awards last year, if I remember correctly. Like they did um, their own little voting. It was before I got it. Um, but I thought that was cool that he was just like, okay, so uh, all the power is going to be to y'all. Y'all choose what you, which songs you think should be nominated. Then you guys will choose uh, eight out of those um, 100 and something, I think, songs that were on that list. He just took the top 16 and then put them in seeds. That's what he called them. I don't watch sports often, but I do know how a bracket works. So. <laughs> Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, currently with the selections that are going on, I am mostly pleased, I suppose, because, you know, with this whole thing, people, honestly, honestly, I am playing this for fun. Like if there was no prize at the end, if they were just like, oh, you know, just, just do this for funsies or whatever. And then you'll get like uh, the, the, the role, I forgot what the role is called. Big brain. Um, yeah, the big brain roll, cool. But then they added like the nitro, like a free month of nitro, um, which you know that's cool too. Um, but if it was just like the big brain roll, like I would be down for that too. Um, I just really like playing games. And sometimes the competition is real nice. Um, so you know, so right now looking at how things are moving, um, I'm hoping that my top three are, uh, happens. It looks like it might. We'll see. Uh, I know that this uh, server is heavily into the girl groups. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I kind of like that. Because uh, before the server, I was more into the boy groups. Um, you know, I didn't... If it wasn't for the server, I probably would have never looked more into Luna than I have uh, this entire time. Probably would have never looked into Fromis 9. So shout out to the server for educating me on Luna and Fromis 9 uh, and Stacy. Um, yeah, so far I think it's cool. It's been fun. Um, and then that that whole like, oh, th this is going to be the death song. Uh, yeah. That, I don't know, because you can't even put like blame one person because we're all voting. So it's just going to be, you know, the ones that, that vote num the number one. It's going to be a collective blame. So, you know what? As, as long as it's the collective blame. Okay. Yeah, I think o overall, it's a fun game. I think yes. it's, it's, you know, it's to be taken lightly. It's not that deep because a lot of it is randomized in some ways. Um, the ties were randomized, the, the tie in the seatings. So um, it's just, it, it, you bring... You, you bring in, you you bring in with it what you take in, right? So if you're bringing in with it like a lightness and a fun, um, then yeah, it's it's a total thing. But I know some people get super into it, right? Um, and that's that's totally fine. You know, if you want to live in that lane, hundred percent, this is how you experience and love your music. But for me, I look at these brackets, I make my votes, I have a laugh, and then I move on because it. it uh, it's ultimately a way to get, I think, how many people do we have voting? We have like a, almost 100 people voting 
I feel like it's no about idea. 100, I haven't right? seen, I haven't looked at the polls at the end to tell you, like, how many have voted. Yeah, I, I've looked at the results here and there, and I do know mm-hmm. we get up into, like, in the 40s, 50s. I think mm-hmm. the last one got into the 60s on one side of the vote. Okay. So I think we're hovering around, like, 100 people That's voting crazy. per per, per uh, matchup, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out That's to everyone doing first. that. Please, please keep, yeah. keep voting. Um, yeah, I think it's just, it's just super fun to see it all um, shake out mm-hmm. this way. Um, I will say, um, at first, when they revealed the bottom half, it was mainly boy groups and male artists. And then the last two-thirds were all female, so we're like, okay, checks out. Okay, I think we're we're here with this. Um, And then, finally, the death song, Song of the Year, is a collective selection. Um, I think that's perfect. I think um, it... That is, it's a nice way to include everyone and kind of reward everyone who's been listening in a, in a way. Um, and it really makes for a more engaging sense of what K-pop is, right? Because uh, I think it's very easy to look at a lot of the lists at the end of the year um, that happen all the time and then assign blame or yell at the person who created the list when ultimately it's their opinion and it's how they see the trends throughout the year. But if you have the people vote, then it's kind of just a thing and you live with the results. And to me, exactly. I've accepted it. And um, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with my top three. I'm pretty confident. Let's just put it that way. I'm not going to say because I don't want to jinx it yet. But yeah, yeah. I, I put a little bit of thought into my top three in the mm-hmm. sense that I don't... Let me back up. I love two out of the three songs... I'm going to select the one song that I think is going to make it by sheer virtue of how I feel like sentiment has gone for the song. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you think I'm uh, playing mind games or anything, I, I just, I just put a little bit of thought into it. Okay. I swear I didn't put too much of thought, but you're, you're, you're using your smarts because yeah. you know, you know, like how it generally goes, how many, Fans, there are certain fandoms and who's actually participating, even yeah. though there are a lot of lurkers that are participating. But we yeah. love the lurkers because, you know, they, they're participating. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to shout out the ones that have been creating the campaigning videos and, and photos. Like, that, that alone is so funny to me because it's... Uh, they're really good at the graphic arts, though. I will say. Yeah. Will say. Props to OP for, for Yo, starting OP. it out. Yes, and OP then, did a great job. Minimax did a whole video for uh, Last Waltz. Uh, I know uh, Doha, she did one for Hello Future. That's, it's so funny because like the top of it is so serious. Like, it's like, oh yeah, vote for Hello Future. And then the bottom is just a smiling balloon. So it's, it's just a lonely smiling balloon. And so I don't know. I just It tickles me just to see it. Um, and then, oh my gosh, but Nina's. Nina did, I think Nina was the one that did the one for a rock with you, but it looked like a legit, like, for your consideration, Grammy poster. Like, that was, like, props to all those people. Yeah. Graphic design really is their passion. It's, it may not be mine, but. It's yeah. Everyone's really getting to flex their creativity with it. And I feel like that, again, is uh, a large part of the reason why I feel like it's very important to have, you know, things like this, you know, the server. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're all. Um, able to interact and socialize in a, a number of ways that I feel like uh, is much needed, especially during this mm-hmm. time of the year. All right, uh, we're gonna head into some closing thoughts, and um, you know, you've been—it's been a pleasure having you. But you know, okay. we got some K-pop stuff we like to go over before we head out. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, give us some of your favorites in K-pop that you, you artists that you go back to. As, as comfort food, right? As things that, you know, help center you and ground you. And then kind of what are the messages from those songs? They can be deep, they can be literal, they can be metaphorical that, you know, you take with you as far as, you know, the things that you get you through, you know, in every day, um, especially mm-hmm. life as we know it today. Right. Um, so I, I guess I would say I'm mostly boy group based. Um, but I do find that a lot of girl groups give me the serotonin boost that I didn't know I need. Like I legit, like I will listen to after school and I will, I will do the choreo with one hand. We'll see shit like this thing or whatever they do the course. Um, but 
uh, I listen to mainly BTS. Like, I have their whole discography on my Spotify. But then uh, I listen to Tomorrow by Together. There's ATs. Um, I listen to some Stray Kids. Uh, and then, sorry, she's crying. Uh, and then, uh, and then most recently, I have Luna's discography. Uh, from us nine talk and talk really does give me like a lot of serotonin i don't know i know a lot of people don't like talk and talk because they say it sounds like i think warren somebody said on the when they went over talk and talk that it sounds like commercial music or something like that um but i really like it i think it's the do 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 do's i don't know i think that's what it is like it's just very catchy, repetitive. Very recognizable. I would say yeah. as soon as you hummed those two notes, my brain yeah. went right to the song. <laughs> so good job, Rob Promise Nine, for um, creating uh, that. It's but, forever stuck in my brain. Yeah. But there's also Twice. Um, I do like listening to Twice a lot. Um, uh, what else? And then I, um, Lehigh. I got into Lehigh because of the server. Um and uh and yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I found Lehigh because I really do enjoy and um, the music that she produces. Um she comes out with. Um and then somebody else. I lost my trail thought. That's no, okay. Uh, you you named a lot of really excellent artists um, that I feel like are very popular on the server. Um, very recognizable. I think Promise Nine has popped off super hard this year. Well mm -hmm. done. We love it. Um, I think We yeah. Go is definitely uh, to oh, me is a top yeah. song of the year in a number of ways. Whether that's the music video, whether that's just mm -hmm. excellently portraying the disco retro that I feel like we're peaking at right now which is perfect, um, or peaked or have like crest over. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like they did it quite well. And honestly, um, I think twice coming back to this version of Bubblegum, this version mm -hmm. of Characterized Twice, uh, I think we are all better for it. Um, not to say that, you know, their previous stuff, their more mature stuff was bad mm -hmm. or terrible or just inaccessible. Um, I typically like most things from twice um even if it wasn't uh it didn't do as well as as songs in the past but mm -hmm. i do feel like there is a comfort to uh to scientists and the feels and this album mm -hmm. um this, this 20 track album that they had where i'm just like oh we're, we're back we're back to mm -hmm. you know four years ago and when i was just a, a young lad when i was just a 60 year old man listening to twice Yes, yes. Oh, so, um, yes, excellent. Um, you're still, you're still look great. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, well, so you know, we have 2022 just around the corner. Um, Ellie, what are you hopeful for? Kind of moving into uh, a, a new year, into a new phase in your life, in everyone's life, in uh, a new phase in the world in K-pop. What are you hopeful for? Uh, more concerts more and more concert dates because um i would like to go to more to, to actual concerts where um there are just thousands of people and you're all just there because of one artist like it's it, that's incredible to me just like one person or one group can bring so many different people together um whether it's in an arena or a stadium um what else am i hoping for uh i am going to see uh, Eric Nam uh, in March. Yes. I, I paid that VIP price. So uh, so I take that picture. I'm going to show y'all. Um, when you take that so, picture, when you have a conversation with them, say, hey, yeah. so Dive Studios does podcasts. Have you heard of Soju Talk? Right? Uh, I should pitch it. I'm going to bring too. a sticker. I'm going to bring a sticker and give it to him. We have a podcast. There's a podcast. It is a quite internationally well-known podcast. Um, For sure. It's kind of the top on Spotify. I don't know if you heard about it, but, you know, you should check it out, you know. I'm sure they'd love to have you as a guest. Yeah, I think they would. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so I'm going to see him in March. Um, but, yeah, more concerts, um, more hope, just hope in general. Because I know people are 
have been through a lot these past two years. So I would just like to see a lot more hopefulness in people. Because I know like life can suck. And we can really drag ourselves down with just our thoughts and allowing what we see out there to just like consume our minds and consume our and make us feel like really down but i hope that you know we we see the silver lining and um less less illness and disease yeah and uh yeah and i hope that you know the k-pop industry continues to grow and that there's more good music because music is great and that's music's one of the things that brings us all together yeah beautifully said very um kind sentimental words of uh no i think things that i think we can all you know strive for whether that's through k-pop and music or whether that's um you know being kind to one another because again we don't know what anyone else is going through right and mm -hmm. um, you know what we see on the surface is just that it's just what we see and we yeah. don't really know the, the struggles that everyone else is going through but um yeah the, it's a very kind message and uh, i want to thank you ellie for joining the show <laughs> um it was a pleasure yeah no this is uh i mean we're right in the middle of december but you know december is funky with holidays and end of the year mm -hmm. stuff so uh you know this this uh it it's it's been an honor to have you on and um you know i'm excited for the new year i'm excited to, to turn the page but i'm also reflective and appreciative of everything that's come before whether mm -hmm. that's this past year whether that's um you know k-pop music over time and how that's evolved and changed um and i i'm glad that you are here um, along with everyone um for this journey so thank you no problem yeah all right, let's sign out. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Soju Sessions on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-Pop Podcast Discord. For Ellie, this is Crispy, and this has been the Soju Sessions.